A house divided against itself can not stand. The insiders serve as the greatest threat to the family unit. And who are the insiders? We are the parental figures and the kids within the home. It's time for us to protect our territory by taking ownership and serving our kids by allowing them room to make some mistakes. The amazing culture that we desire for our families is within arm's reach. Let's not stop until it is in our grasp. Welcome to Blended. I am your host, Jeremiah Wallace, and my goal is to see blended families thriving. If you are navigating this experience, then you're in the right place. This podcast is purposed to provide support, information, and the encouragement that we need to fulfill our family's potential. Blenders, what is good? I'm glad to hop on the mic and record another amazing episode. The community is growing, people. From one month to another, there are more downloads and listens. There are people sharing this podcast, getting a lot from it, reaching out, letting me know how it's been a blessing for themselves personally as as well as for their family. I just love it. You know, this is as good as it gets. So I'm glad that you are partaking. If this is your first time, welcome. If you've been here for a little bit, welcome back. But concerning this episode, per your request, I heard some folks wanted a part two of creating culture in the home, protect your territory. The last episode, we focused on specifically the outsiders. And no, since that last recording, I could not come up with a better label or title than outsiders. So we're just going to we're going to go with that. And again, what that consists of is anybody outside of your immediate family unit and concerning these outsiders and how we go about protecting our territory We touched on how people have to meet a certain criteria in order to be intimately involved, invested, and really close to our family unit. We are impacted deeply by those that we allow into our territory and therefore sifting folks is necessary. And this, these are from friends to the dearest loved ones. It's just a necessary thing and it's beneficial for everyone involved. I promise. So go back and listen to that episode. It was good stuff. It will allow this one to make a bit more sense. But we, again, are going to focus on the insiders and the insiders being the opposite of the outsiders. Who would have (laughs) thought? So it's everybody in the home is considered an insider. And this even consists of the child that shows up every other weekend. That individual is also an insider if of course that is your your custody arrangement so you may be asking why is it necessary to protect your territory from insiders and i would answer that insiders actually are the greatest threat to our territory because whether for good or for bad we have the most significant and profound impact on the culture within our homes and therefore whatever our territory consists of. So the influence and impact that an outsider, for instance, can have on our family does not compare to the impact that we will ultimately have 
within our family and the influence that our family has on us. It's an inside job. And for example, some of you may have heard of stories concerning maybe like a preacher or a pastor who is surrounded by health and within a community of faith and people that whether they admire him, healthy relationships on the outside, but the guy is whether a serial cheater or just an abusive father, he's just not what he appears to be on the outside. This is a person that has a profound impact in a negative way on his family despite being surrounded by great opportunity to have healthy relationships and just to grow and be a better version of himself and therefore to impact the family in a positive way. And then there's the opposite circumstance where there are people, parents specifically, that are just faithful and they're good to their family despite the fact that they are, whether in a war-torn country or they are just surrounded by chaos within their own family because they are hyper-focused on the well-being of themselves and they've placed their family as a priority, that inside job protects their territory and therefore everyone within the home or that unit is going to benefit from it thoroughly. So while whatever is happening on the outside can be of some degree of influence, what's happening on the inside is of utmost importance. And there's a piece of scripture that I feel sums this up perfectly. It's in Matthew 12, 25. And this was Jesus talking to his disciples. He said, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. So when there is the division, when there are behaviors, when there are perspectives and the influence that we bring into our homes that does not serve us, whether it's from the parents, between the parents, whether it is parent to child, children to parents, whatever direction it's happening in, there is no chance that we can stand together or function as a unit in health if that's the case. And if you think of every divorce that's ever transpired, essentially, that was a house that was divided against itself in one way or another. These separations, the breakups, the cohabitating that does not work out. There's just so many houses that their perspectives are not all aligned. There is a misunderstanding as to how family is supposed to be done, what family even is. And so often we get to a point where we're looking at our loved one in the face. And although, again, they are a loved one, they are an enemy. They are against our agenda. We are against theirs. They've lost favor with us. And therefore, we've robbed them of our favor. And it's just this inside job that completely tears apart the family unit. So in a nutshell, the greatest threat to our family units are those that are within the family unit. But before you start pointing fingers <laughs> and divvying up the blame, it is important to note that it starts with the adults and it starts with you specifically. Yep, I said that. <laughs> I'm going to listen back to this episode at some point and I'm not going to like that I said that. I am not, but it's the truth. It starts with me. 
It starts with you if you are listening to my voice. It starts with you. And of course, if you are married in a relationship, if you got kids, there are other sources that are impacting you in ways that maybe you don't even understand. Or maybe you literally have a list of all the things that are coming against you. You can literally name and point out everything that this child or your spouse or significant other is doing that's not in your favor, that's harming you mentally or emotionally. I get it. I Sometimes I come up with my own lists and they can be fairly long. Nonetheless, it starts with me. I have to first consider what I am doing or what I am not doing that's compromising my family unit. So what I want to do during this episode is I want to point out a major contributor to the threat that the insiders pose. I want to do it from both the parental contribution as well as the contribution on behalf of the child or the children within the family unit. So from the parental standpoint, we kind of touched on it with the whole it starts with me idea, but I've found that the absence of ownership from a parent or an adult figure tends to be the greatest threat that we pose within the inside, within our family unit. And there are a few ways that this kind of manifests itself, the lack of ownership, whether it's ownership of the kids, and that can look a bunch of different ways. This is especially an issue for step-parents that don't necessarily have their footing. They're not sure where they stand relationally with their child. Maybe there's some tension with the ex or we're just trying to approach the relationship gracefully. So we don't want to come in and be full on mom or dad, or maybe we just don't like the child and we had no intention. We have no intention of functioning in their life as a parental figure, despite committing your life to their parent, which has always been a really weird thing for me. And there's no perfect kind of situation or way to approach things or no perfect scenario to land on for all families. But I know for myself, what I needed to do was take complete ownership over my my children, all of them, my stepchild, my niece who's with us. They are mine. I approach the situation as their father. And I do that because if not, then I am a threat to them. I am. I will distance myself emotionally, relationally. I will reject personality traits that I believe potentially stem from their other parent. So while I'm rejecting an aspect of a significant figure in their life, I am also rejecting a part of them. And then I'm generally just letting myself off of the hook. I'm just like, hey, it's not my kid not my business. So I end up putting more strain on my spouse and my relationship with the children can go from, again, parental figure to roommates and individuals that I'm just not a fan of that I kind of have to deal with because I just so happen to marry their parent. So that is one very significant aspect of ownership, ownership of the kids. Another one is ownership of outcomes. And this one kind of bleeds into everything and it touches a wide range of situations and things that we deal with relationally and just on a daily basis. So 
when you think about your significant other concerning issues that you have, if there is an argument, if there is a disagreement of sorts, do you ask yourself what I could have done better? What may I have contributed to the issue that we're having? And even if literally you have, it was just a random explosion on the other end and you cannot recall what you could have possibly done. It is important for us to at least pose the question, what may I have contributed to this outcome so that we can take, even if our ownership is about 5%, we can take that 5% and then move toward health because we've taken ownership. Maybe it's with the kids. Things are happening at school or there's just a little bit more chaos at home. You have to ask yourself, I know I've been doing things well. I've been trying my best, putting my best foot forward. I've been functioning within the role that my spouse and I have established, essentially. But what is it that I am doing or am not doing that may be contributing to my child or my stepchild acting out? What's going on? And it's important for us to take ownership of outcomes, even if we don't necessarily have like a direct hand over those situations. Maybe it's something literally that you do not have any responsibility for, but it's just like, how could I have been of help? And you don't drive yourself crazy going down the rabbit hole of just like, man, I keep messing up. Things are turning out badly. And this is just, I'm in over my head. Let's, you know, pump the brakes. Let's not do that. But it's just a healthy thing to do, especially concerning the insiders, concerning our family for us to pause and be like, hey, what could I be doing? Let me take a little bit of ownership. Maybe I've relinquished something. And sometimes the answer is you could have absolutely done nothing and that's okay. And sometimes it's you're a bum and (laughs) and your spouse, your kids are struggling and you've been checked out. But the willingness to take responsibility, acknowledge some potential faults and then kind of see where your energy is going. Maybe you don't have anything in the tank to give as far as taking a bit more ownership over some of the things that are happening because you are giving energy and effort to your phone. Maybe relationships that aren't really serving you. Maybe you've just been on go for such a long time. You haven't had a break. You haven't gotten a massage. You haven't had a boy's night, a girl's night out or something. And therefore, you're just missing things because you're overworking yourself. Either way, it serves our family as we are able to regularly pause, consider the outcomes and where we may have a lapse in ownership or where we can take a little bit more on so that those within our unit aren't compromised or lack. And the third component of an absence of ownership that threatens our family, I feel, is a bit all-encompassing. And that being ownership of personal feelings and our perspective. It's essentially (laughs) finger-pointing. So when we've arrived at a point where we are crediting everybody for the way that we feel the way that we think everyone is just exercising we've we've essentially handed our sanity to the people within our homes and they have the power to influence us in any which way 
So they determine whether it's a bad day. They determined by their behavior, their lack of acceptance for you, the lack of affection, whatever the case, they essentially just run your internal temperament as well as the way that you feel about yourself, the way that you feel about them. They are just in control of that. There's the finger pointing component. You are no longer responsible for your health and well-being as well as your perspective. And I know all that sounds like super extreme, but there are people that are living in such a way. For me, I have had hours where this has been my experience, where it's just like, oh my gosh, I am subject to these human beings and they have I've given them my power. I am frustrated because of what they're doing, what I'm not getting in those moments. I've handed just my peace to these people and they're doing with it whatever they will and that just should never be the case we are supposed to have ownership of over our personal well-being as well as our perspective people don't have the right to rob us of peace unless we give them the right to do so and i know that's much easier said than done because when things are chaotic when there is an absence of peace externally it can be really difficult to maintain our peace on the inside and to keep a hopeful and positive optimistic perspective nonetheless it is our responsibility to make sure those things are intact because we want to be a contributor of love and support security all the good things to our family and if not if we are not able to do those things if we have been compromised and we need to recoup a little bit at the very least we can let our spouse know hit up some family members or something like that to watch our kids and then we can check out for a period of time so at the very least we are not threatening our family we are not doing harm to our family and i've done this a lot i really have there have been times where i'm compromised but i'm just like hey this is my role. This is my job. I want to push through. I want to fight through what I'm feeling. And then all of a sudden I'm making things worse. I am just this negative presence that no one's comfortable around. And I'm just an unpleasant human being. And I've learned with time and experience that bailing, just hitting the ejection button. And fortunately, I have a great, I have an amazing wife and we can communicate about these things openly. And she's so graceful because she's just like, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> I don't want to deal with it either. So get out of here, go somewhere. And that checkout time allows for me to check back in and be more effective in my role as I have reclaimed my peace, my perspective, my feelings. No longer am I crediting these people for how I feel or allowing them to dictate my mental and emotional experience. I promise you that if we as adults, especially as husbands, wives, as parents, if we were to take more responsibility over our thinking, the way that we feel and relinquished that responsibility from other people, our loved ones. And I know it's so incredible when our spouses, when our significant others, they just affirm us. They just give us all the feels and our kids. They tell us we're incredible. We're these amazing parents. I love you so much. That's so awesome. But guess what? <laughs> the storm is coming. It, it, it 100% chance 
you will experience rejection from these same people at another point. And what happens to you when that happens? Do you fall apart? Are you still secure in who you are? Are you still their loved one who is amazing and incredible? Or are you all of a sudden this rejected and useless human being? The survival rate of our families would increase significantly if we were to reclaim ownership of our personal feelings and our perspectives. Now, if any of that resonated with you, if you find yourself struggling when it comes to ownership, I would love to connect with you. I would love to help you get right, relinquish this aspect of your life, your well-being, because again, this compromises everything. It bleeds into everything. And one of my favorite things to do is assist people as they reclaim their authority, their perspective, their health and well-being. So go ahead and hit up the link provided in the description and we will schedule something. I'm here to help. So now we will transition over to the other insiders, the children, the less responsible ones. I know it's not fair. I agree. But that's what it is. But while there are so many things that we adults can do to kind of threaten our family, there are a number of things. Seriously, there's so much more than just the ownership component, but that's a huge thing. There's tends to be just a few things that children do specifically that can threaten our family unit. And it is very specific. What they attribute in a negative way is minimal because they're kids and they should only have so much influence in that regard. We should only allow them to impact our family unit so much because in my opinion, it is a situation of reciprocation. I believe that that is a word. I do. I'm going to look it up when I'm done. But I believe that whatever their behaviors, whatever their attitudes, whatever's going on, whatever that consists of, that is something that is influential to the parents involved. And then the parents divvy that back up. If we give them nothing back, if we don't reciprocate whatever it is that they're dishing out, then the influence only goes so far. And I know that's really simplistic because there are some very tough situations. There are children that deal with mental health issues or just extreme behavioral issues. But again, if we refrain from reciprocating whatever they're giving out, if we take responsibility, ownership over that situation and what's happening within our unit, if we are intentional about protecting our territory, then that only affects the insiders so deeply. We can gain a bit more control over that situation and become more strategic in how we address it. But anyway, either way, I've found that the main way in which children threaten the insiders, the family unit, is through repeated intentional divisive behavior. I'll say that again. Repeated intentional divisive behavior. This is essentially a kid doing something on purpose, knowing that it will produce a negative outcome and doing it over and over and over. And this is something that they're intentional about because they want to cause a fuss. They want to destroy things, What, whatever. It's something that they do intentionally for the sake of breaking people down and potentially even causing physical harm. 
But before you go into the whole, yes, yes, that is my stepchild (laughs) described perfectly, it's important for us to know a lot of things. These children and what they are experiencing and whether the breakdown of their family, the creation of a new family, if they are recently or currently going through puberty, then hormones are ridiculous There could be some form of manipulation or confusion present within your family unit or it's something being spewed by an ex. There are and then they're just kids and kids are destructive and disobedient and kind of crazy human beings that that's kind of how it goes. And that's not just in the non-traditional or blended family, that's in the nuclear family as well. Those things are present, but they're just amplified as, again, you put, you stir in some confusion, some inconsistency on the family end, and it just, it amplifies everything so much. So there needs to be a lot of grace extended or else that child, those children will be treated, they'll be seen and treated as outsiders as people that you can just eradicate from your home. And a lot of times, because of the custody situation, you're super happy when they leave. (laughs) Let's be real. And then when they return, there's just this cloud of kind of frustration that comes over you as you prepare for them to be back in your home. That is not a foreign experience. You are not a terrible human being for experiencing those emotions, but they do need to be addressed. Our job is not to control our kids so that they function perfectly or according to our expectations. We should expect them to fall short or operate outside of our clearly communicated expectations. A lot of us have a ton of frustration because we're like, dude, I told you what's up. I know that you're capable of functioning in this capacity and you're just choosing not to do it. Guess what? You're a parent. Congratulations. Welcome to the team. There is a 1 million percent chance that your child will be disobedient and they will cause friction within the home for no reason. And I'm saying all this because we tend to develop over time this narrative that at first subconsciously compromises our relationship with the child in question. And then all of a sudden that compromise is showing up in our behaviors and we're quickly frustrated with them opposed to our own biological children or we're just letting ourselves off the hook and we are no longer willing to be a parental figure in their life again despite the fact that we're married or we're in a serious relationship with their parent that is just extremely unfair and there again there are some really 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 difficult situations there are some difficult children the kids that are repeatedly and intentionally being divisive, that is an issue that needs to be addressed, whether we're going to therapy uh, for that child in particular, whether we're doing family therapy or seeking some form of professional help for the child that is the outlier or the exception to the rule. But most kids are not an exception to the rule. They are the standard. They are just acting out as kids do. Again, Mix in that confusion, mix in this new family situation, mix in a lack of clarity provided from the parents or our end. All of a sudden, things have changed relationally. They're not getting as much attention from a parent who knows what's happening on the other end. You boil all that in and it makes complete sense for a lot of these kids 
to behave as they do. But are you giving them room to behave like that? Do you still show them and tell them that you love them and support them despite their behavior? But we're going to need to make some changes. And is the behavior of a child causing your relationship with your significant other to be compromised? Because again, a house divided against itself cannot stand. We can't have one parent loving and being graceful toward this child. And please believe there is a difference between loving, accepting and giving grace toward the child and just letting them go crazy and not disciplining at all. That's an issue. But is one parent being graceful while the other wants to crack the whip? And because you guys can't get on the same page, is there tension in your marriage relationship? If we remain in that state, then eventually we will reciprocate whatever those behaviors are onto our children, onto our spouse and within our family unit. So even while children can function in a capacity that does threaten the family unit, once again, it starts with you. It comes back to you. How are you handling that? Are you taking the child out on one-on-one -on -one dates and hangouts? Are you being intentional with them? And it's so awesome how intentionality can serve as a remedy for our kids when we can look them in the eyes, hang out with them for an hour or hours at a time, take them to a lake, do something fun, creative, just one-on-one -on -one, or both parents with that child and how that can reset them. When's the last time you did that for this tumultuous and chaotic child? When's the last time you attempted to like just take them out shopping and just spend time together? And although those experiences may not be perfect, there still may be remnants of kind of the crazy that's been going on or the negative attitude, but you are making an effort. It's the drip factor. Like we are dripping in love. We are dripping in that affection, the affirmation, the support is there. We are still willing and able to correct that is necessary for the sake of our family, especially if there are some siblings, step siblings and things of that nature, younger ones involved in the family unit. But we're loving them first because that's what they need and that's what they deserve. So while I have had success creating culture in my home, and I just love the direction that we are headed in, I'm learning so much, and I am more than happy to be sharing my lived experience with you guys, taking ownership and then getting help for or providing or extending grace to these kids has allowed for me to protect my territory and we are thriving as a result. We really are. So I hope that this has been a blessing to you guys. You guys are fantastic. If you guys know of anybody in these situations and you think this information can benefit them, please share because we're in it together. Thanks, Blenders. We'll talk soon. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you heard something throughout the episode that could make all the difference. Please take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of that blended goodness. Episodes are up and running on the second and fourth Wednesday of each month. Until then, do not settle for anything less than what's possible.